0: Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show. And online at GrillNationShow.com.
1: Welcome, your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go, even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Grill Nation Show. I am your host, Jason Grill. Thanks for listening today. If you're joining us on the radio, on. 980 AM, or if you're joining us on podcast, on Apple or Spotify, or on our YouTube channel, or at grillnationshow.com. Very excited about this week's show. A new collaborator we have joining us today, Logan Freeman from FTW Investments. We're also obviously on social media as well. This is the first time we've done this, so bear with us as we go through the process today. Um, I want to welcome in Logan Freeman, who's a co-founder and principal at FTW Investments. FTW is online at ftwinvestmentsllc.com. Logan, welcome to the show, sir. How are you?
0: Well, thanks for having me, Jason. I'm doing very well today and uh, just excited to, to be here to discuss some some great topics.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I really appreciate you coming on this week. Um, first off, tell our listeners a little bit about uh, FTW Investments and what you do.
0: Yeah, so you know, FTW Investments is a commercial real estate or a private equity firm that you know basically allows your everyday worker to get access to commercial real estate investments without having to manage what I like to call the toilets, the tenants, and the trash. And so, uh, bringing these opportunities to folks. Um, is, is what we do on a regular basis. We find the projects, manage the projects and and let them invest in them, but not have to actually manage them.
1: That's great. Tell us about yourself, Logan. I know you're a, uh, I looked at your LinkedIn this morning and uh, you you do many things in your career. And yeah. uh, I like, I like to uh, Mr. Kansas City line as well. I appreciate that. Tell <laughs> us about your background, man. Then we'll, uh, we'll get into more of what you do each and every day.
0: Yeah, and, you know, I had Mr. Kansas City. I used to have only second to Patrick Mahomes on LinkedIn. I, <laughs> I took that off just because I was getting too many uh, too many folks pushing back on that. But at the end of the day, you know, I, I grew up in Jefferson City, Missouri, and, uh, you know, I was an athlete. I grew up as an athlete, identifying as an athlete. It's kind of what I found refuge in and found my identity through. And I had the opportunity to play football, at the University of Central Missouri in Warrensburg, had a really good career there. I got picked up as a, as an undrafted free agent with the Oakland Raiders, and went out to camp. and My claim to fame is I beat out a few guys that uh, were actually drafted, which was pretty cool. But I ended up getting cut, and I made a decision in that time in my life that the identity of the athlete was time to change. And so I uh, went back to school and finished my master's degree. And during this period of time, I had a full time job making 265 cold calls a day. I drive an hour to work, an hour back, and then go to school for four hours at night. And I spent 12 hours in the in the library on Saturdays. But um, you know, as an offensive lineman, I also used that time to get in shape, and I lost about 120 pounds, and and really started to kind of work on myself and figure out who I was, and 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 then I. You know, moved to to Kansas City and and got started working here and and uh, building a life with my my wife and two children now.
1: You know, you also went to Helias in Jeff City. I see.
0: Yes, yes, I was a Helias, which is now Helias Catholic, but uh, you know, it, it was Helias back then when I was there, and and uh, you know went to Catholic grade school and and high school, and it's still a big component of my life every single day.
1: I love it. I love it. Logan Freeman is our guest. I mentioned Elias cuz you got to remember Logan that I uh I spent some time in Jeff City as a state legislator. And so yes. but uh in, in, in law school in Columbia, I had um uh a couple of uh of classmates who um went to Elias. And yep. uh you know, the Jeff City community is very tight knit. Um it never it never seems to leave those folks. I I, I respect that.
0: Yeah. You know, it's uh, always ingrained in them, and it's a great place to grow up and a great place to to raise a family. I, I, uh, my mom still lives in in uh, in Jefferson City, and and uh, we get to go back every once in a while.
1: So, what what are the things kind of you learned on that career journey? And I I, I really appreciate you sharing the football angle. I, I think football really does kind of instill a lot of things in you growing up.
0: Yeah, you know, I think that. Uh, to me, that was practice does not make perfect. Perfect practice makes perfect. And, you know, repetition is key. So, you know, what football really coached me into understanding was the ability to create habits and systems when, when looking at trying to, you know, achieve goals. And so I've, I've kind of applied that same mentality uh, to everything in my life was breaking it down into, um, you know, achievable systems and habits that I can create that, Will allow me to be successful, and you know the other piece is being able to take feedback. You know, I think as an entrepreneur, as a business person, and just as a man, you know, uh, too many times folks are are very proud, are too proud to be able to take feedback. And, and I'm a learner, and I want to be better. And so, uh, being being coachable, I think was a big piece that I I took away from playing you know playing football and, and being an athlete for for so long. And, and you know, I think that the same thing rings true in in business. You know, I I uh, you know got started as the youngest franchise consultant that Jimmy John's ever hired in Kansas City. Uh, I had twenty five stores um, in Kansas City, Iowa, and Arkansas, and you know I rose through the quote unquote ranks there pretty quickly. And I kind of figured out that you know I was going to have to pay my dues there, and and that's not where I really wanted to spend my time with, was somewhere where I was just going to get paid the same amount of money, uh, even though I was performing better uh, than maybe some of the other people in the business. And so I started to seek out other opportunities, which led me to uh, the startup company that I was working with, which you know, Ryan, very well. And, and uh, you know, I started to realize that... You Give know, a plug
1: for Ryan Bennett there, the intentional yeah. day. <laughs> absolutely,
0: absolutely. Got my journal right here. So I
1: wish I could say the same, Logan. I need to get more of my uh, journaling.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's a big piece <laughs> of my everyday schedule. But you know, I think that uh, what that taught me was, you know, you get paid in life in proportion to the size of the problems that you're willing to solve. And so that, that comes back to all the value piece. And so had a great career at Idle Smart, moved on to a larger company, uh, and then I was fired. You know, after 15 months again. Very humbling experience, being cut from the NFL, being fired from this position. And thankfully, I have an incredibly supportive wife uh, who said, look, it's time. The time is now for you uh, to go set out and accomplish what you want to in your life. And so she provided some stability for us while I was kind of getting my businesses uh, up up and running. And, you know, that was four years ago. And I haven't looked back ever since. And I found my, I think, my sweet spot in my niche in the commercial real estate world here in Kansas City.
1: FTW Investments, LLC.com. Um, we're going to talk all about that. And and, and really, honestly, FT, FTW Investments, you're really helping investors build wealth and passive income to save a legacy. And so we're going to talk all about that uh, on the Grill Nation show today. We're going to talk about what you do to help people, how people can get involved and in, in, uh, Uh, acquiring and operating and and working in the real estate, commercial real estate world and what they can do with FTW Investments. Again, the website is ftwinvestments.com. We'll be right back on the Grill Nation show after the break. I appreciate you listening today on 980 AM or if you're joining us on social media, thank you very much or on our podcast. We greatly appreciate it. We'll be right back.
0: You were my son. You were my He took
1: a chance. Hello, and welcome back to the Grill Nation Show. I'm your host, Jason Grill. Thanks for joining us today. If you're listening on the radio on KMBZ 980 AM, if you're joining us on podcasts, we're on Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, you name it, radio.com, we're on it. Or if you're listening uh, now live on social media, thank you so much for joining us for trying something new and trying to give our listeners uh, and watchers so many different avenues with which to connect to our guests that join us each and every week on the Grill Nation show. Again, I'm your host, Jason Grill. You connect with me on social media, just search for Jason Grill. We're joined today uh, by Logan Freeman, who's the co-founder and principal at FTW Investments. Uh, Their website is ftwinvestmentsllc.com. Uh, They help investors build generational wealth and passive income to leave a legacy. Their process involves the acquisition, operation, and eventual disposition of large-scale real estate as a vehicle to provide investors with a safe alternative to traditional stock and bond markets. Their primary focus is the protection and preservation of investors' wealth, then outsized growth. Welcome back, Logan Freeman, to the show. Logan, thanks for joining us again today. I know we're on many different avenues here, so thanks for being our first um, Logan, I really appreciate you being a collaborator and partner with the show. We have mutual interests and one of which is, uh, you know, sharing our stories, sharing guest stories, sharing the, you know, our life lessons, but more importantly, locally, it's uh, it's commercial real estate and the real estate world. And so we wanted to have you on today really to talk about kind of what, people invest in with you, uh, why they do it, how they do it. So let's start there. Let's start with the bare bones. What is commercial real estate investing? What does that mean?
0: Broadly put, commercial real estate is investing in tangible assets such as multifamily housing, retail strip centers, self-storage facilities, office hotels, and there's a number of other, other options. But when we start to peel back the onion a bit is where it gets really interesting. So inside of commercial real estate investing, you can diversify not only across asset types and geographic locations, but also through investment strategy. You can be indirect or you can be direct and you can be with a number of general partners like myself. And I'm happy to talk about each of those, but maybe what we'll start with is making a decision to be direct or indirect. And as an investor, that usually comes down to three questions. And the first one being, how much time and energy do you have to commit to this type of investment? How much capital do you have to invest? And are you willing to commit the education required to become an active investor? Many people think when they hear real estate investor, they think of being a landlord. And you and I have talked a little bit about this. But since the Jobs Act of 2012, which we'll touch on at a later date, came about, we give the opportunity to invest in larger scale real estate that you know, you would not be able to purchase by yourself probably, or you don't even have access to or the operational experience and knowledge that you need to uh, make sure that those investments go well. So um, that's that's more of the direct ownership like what we do. The indirect opportunity that we provide folks is to get access to those but not have to do any of the work that I just spoke about. So that's broadly put what commercial real estate investing is.
1: Because I think people get confused sometimes because they think of it as like how they how they buy a house or how they how they invest right. in a property but you guys have done something interesting and, and this is is this is pretty innovative right I mean this is a different investment uh, mechanism that people are used to
0: yeah you know i mean it's it's somewhat new I guess in the in the way that these are structured uh, the Obama administration really allowed folks to get access to these in two thousand and twelve, so we're coming up on ten years of this type of structure but It's really been happening uh, for many, many years, generations, really. You just had to know those folks who were, uh, you know, doing those types of projects. And now we have the opportunity to use digital marketing, use social media to get the word out about these what we'll call private placements, because that's exactly what they are. Mm -hmm. Logan Freeman is
1: with us today on the Grill Nation show. What does this process entail? So um, what does it look like? I know you guys... uh, I I registered for a for a weekly email essentially and sure. uh, getting updates. What what does the process look like for for a normal person and and how, what does it entail?
0: Yeah, I think the first step you have to take is you have to educate yourself. And you know, frankly, we've put together a lot of resources around that. There's a link here that you can visit to to get a guide that we help educate on. Uh, but but that's the first step is educating yourself about commercial real estate. And what we try to do is take a macroeconomic approach to this, thinking about this the same way that Charlie Munger, Howard Marks, and Warren Buffett look at businesses. We're taking the same approach looking at investments. And so the the first step is educating yourself. There's a ton of resources out there, podcasts, everything that you can. But really, I would say educate yourself around the macroeconomic trends that are happening and what that might mean for the microeconomic decisions that you're making on an investment level. Uh, So that's the first step is educating yourself. The second step is having conversations and building relationships with private equity firms, commercial real estate developers, and others that are putting these private placements together like myself. And there's a number of of folks available. The great thing about this too is, you know, if you don't want to invest in Kansas City, you have the opportunity to go find Uh, you know, a commercial real estate developer who has the same structure in a different market. Uh, Obviously, we want you to invest in Kansas City. We love Kansas City. And that's our that's our hometown. But uh, that's the second step is starting to build those uh, relationships with people. Because, you know, what I like to I like analogies, right? And and now this analogy of of uh, horse racing. And so everybody's uh, horse in this business is about the same, uh, meaning the asset class, the investment strategy, all of those different things are about the same. What's really different is the jockey. You know, where's, where's the horse going? Uh, how good is that jockey? And that's really the operator. And that's where you have to get a feel uh, for those folks. So having conversations with people like myself is kind of that step two. And then, you know, your step three is really understanding your investment plan and your strategy and aligning that plan and that strategy with those specific sponsors and utilize that diversification that we spoke about previously, so you're not overexposed in one, uh, you know, in, in one area or the other. So that's kind of the process, man. It's it's really simple. It's uh, pretty straightforward, but really, it's a, a big educational process that folks have to go through.
1: Logan Freeman is our guest today on the Grill Nation Show. Uh, the website is ftwinvestmentsllc.com. Logan, why is this a better investment I guess than than playing the stock market? I mean, I know we can't give advice, but why is it better to do this? Is it is it just a, a simple matter of diversification if you have enough assets to do this or is it is there just more um less uh flexibility I guess or or uh craziness that happens, I guess it's more stable. That's the word I'm looking for.
0: Yeah, we'll talk about kind of an investment thesis here, I think Jason and you know, obviously we're working to build a, a, an investment thesis around the tried and true methodologies of those likes that we talked about. You know, Buffett and, and Munger and, and Howard Marks. These all, all these guys are value investors. And one of my favorite quotes from Warren Buffett is: his one simple rule for investing in a downturn is zigging when others zag." And it seems right now that a lot of inv- investors are zigging toward uh, overvalued stocks and other asset like high risk gold and so you know I have a lot of talking points around you know why uh, commercial real estate is a great asset class um, unrelated to Wall Street and so that's a big piece of of investing in commercial real estate is when you think about investing in stocks and bonds and mutual funds that's all good however you have no control to force appreciation in those asset classes because you are investing In something that is controlled by the market. And so what we try to do is uncorrelate our investment returns to the market. So, um, you you know, frankly, whatever's going on in the economy really doesn't uh, create issues in in relation to the value of our assets, depending on the type of assets you're in. But just because the stock market skyrockets or drops, our portfolio in, in commercial real estate will not do the same, and, and it 's because of some of the reasons that you said the illiquidity of commercial real estate. You cannot just go sell all of your real estate in one day to try to uh, you know have a stop gap so to speak, or uh, you know you can 't drive prices up in one day so um, you know the emotional factor of being able to invest in the stock market depending on what you 're hearing on. Reddit or you're seeing on social media does not allow um, you to have control. And so we're trying to give control back to the investors. And no matter what's going on in the economy, the investment returns are pretty stable in the commercial real estate world. So uh, I think that's kind of where I would I would start with that conversation. Mm-hmm. I
1: feel smarter already, Logan. <laughs> you're, uh, you're a smart guy. And I... Uh... In layman's terms, I guess in our last minute and 30 seconds of this segment uh, on the Grill Nation show here on 980 AM and on social and on podcasts, um, who qualifies to do this? Is there a minimum? Can you explain to that?
0: Absolutely. So um, in a minute and a half, I'll say that the, these, are, these type of investments are governed by the SEC. Um, and so there's two different types of these investments. There's really more than that, but we'll talk about two which allows for accredited and non-accredited investors. So the definition of an accredited investor is if you meet any of the following criteria, you earn over $200,000 in annual income, uh, or together with your spouse, you have to earn over $300,000 in joint annual income, or you have a net worth exceeding $1 million, uh, excluding the, the value of your primary residence. Now, that is for 506C syndications. We typically do 506B syndications, which means if you have a pre-existing relationship with the sponsor or the operator of those projects, you do not need to be an accredited investor. You can be what's called a sophisticated investor. And so that's want- where the real value comes into these. And you, are, we allow many, many folks that would not have exposure to those 6 C's to come in and invest with us but you do have to have a pre-existing relationship with somebody like myself which goes back to and, that second point
1: yeah and I want to start there after the break if you're listening to the Grill Nation show here on 980 a.m or on podcast or at grillnationshow.com, we greatly appreciate it we'll be right back after the break thanks for joining us today on the Grill nation show.
0: life that I
1: can hide. Tell me just what you want me to be. Hello and welcome back to the Grill Nation show. I'm your host, Jason Grill. I hope you're enjoying this week's show. You're listening to 980 AM or if you're joining us on podcast at Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, want it all. Or if you're joining us on the website or on our social media right now, we greatly appreciate it. We're trying to give you all so many ways to touch us and hear from us. And I really want to thank our listeners. One, because we were named a top ten podcast in the in the world, actually globally, in the last week, which is pretty crazy to think about coming here out of Kansas City. But we'll take what we can because we're we're highlighting such great guests each and every week, and this uh, week is no different. We have on Logan Freeman, co-founder and principal at uh, FTW investments, FTW investments, com is the website. Logan, welcome back to the show.
0: Thanks, Jason. I'm really enjoying the conversation.
1: Thank you. And, uh, appreciate you standing close to your mic there that's great we can hear you loud and clear okay Logan let's start where we dropped off there after our last segment you were talking about different types of investors and how you know somebody that maybe isn't accredited get involved in this industry and, and commercial real estate investing please start us from there and we'll go from uh, that point
0: I think the main point here to to reiterate is the fact that you do not have to be an accredited investor to get access to uh, commercial real estate investments like we're talking about. However, the relationship piece with folks like myself is so, so important, not only for your own due diligence and your own comfort, you know, comfortability level, but uh, from a legal standpoint, if you have a pre-existing relationship, you can document communication with somebody like myself. That will allow you to get access uh, to what we call an investor club, that, uh, you know, obviously gets to look at these types of investments. And so, uh, the definition of that is a sophisticated investor and or, uh, utilizing 506B syndications, which is just a regulation, uh, from, from the SEC. So, uh, we are exempt from being, uh, an SEC, uh, governed investment if they are structured, uh, as a 506B or C, uh, syndication. So I don't want to get you know people too confused on that but just know yeah. that you do not have to be an accredited investor to get access to these private placements but you do need to have a good relationship with somebody like myself
1: that's a private placement right that's, that's right. What you need okay yeah. and 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 you know why is that so important again that's the only way, way real you can have access unless you make a certain amount of money which is a lot of money correct
0: that yeah it is i mean having a net worth of a million dollars excluding your your primary residence is a goal for a lot of people but younger folks right are, here i'm raising yeah. my hand
1: right here i'm not a uh, a lot of blood sweat and tears going into this every week you know yes. in the consulting world i mean you save every penny but man that's a lot that's a lot to ask for for a lot of people
0: and, and so the great thing about this is that you know this investment will grow your wealth over time and provide income, which is an incredible, I think, benefit. So uh, as you continue to own more commercial real estate through syndications, your net worth will continue to grow, uh, which is just fantastic. So um, I'll I'll define kind of what a private placement is, and it's just a non-public offering. So it's a private offering of securities exempt from full SEC registration requirements. That's kind of what we touched on earlier. And, uh, private placements are usually made directly by a private company like FTW investments. Um, and you, and you use these or these are used by these companies to raise capital from these qualified individuals and businesses for investments in assets such as real estate. This also happens in the startup world as well and other businesses. Uh, so that's the simple definition of what a private placement is. Um, you know, from a structural standpoint, what that means is when these investment offerings do come to fruition and you're interested, you get what is called a private placement memorandum, which means the sponsor has to outline every single risk and everything that could go wrong in the investment, and so uh, it basically outlines all of the the failure points, and then that's your job to understand where those are and then talk with the sponsor about those. But that's the simple definition of a private placement and how they are used in this in this scenario. I
1: appreciate that. And, and now that we've gone through all of that information, I want to make this uh, – I, I want to talk about some success stories, okay? I know you guys have done a lot of things recently. Talk to us about some success stories in Kansas City.
0: Yeah. You know, I mean, Kansas City has held up remarkably well over the last 12, 12 months during, during covid and I think there's a, a lot of reasons that we can touch to, touch on that. But um, a big success story I'm going to talk about really has to do just with the multifamily transaction in the Midwest, which obviously slowed uh, slowed down quite a bit since last year, which is about 40% uh, decrease at 4.5 billion in sales uh, closing through last October. However, um, more than 8,000 units changed hands. In Kansas City through October last year which was the highest above uh, sorry among Midwest markets and what's really interesting to know is that in Kansas City we had some of the lowest pricing which places the Kansas City Metro third on the list behind Chicago and I believe it was Minneapolis um, but we closed uh, Kansas City closed about four hundred and seventy point nine million in uh, real estate in 2020. Um, and, and so that's a, a great, I think, data point to understand that uh, Kansas City is still affordable. And that's why so many people are continuing to move towards Kansas City. I was just tracking the U-Haul's uh, you know, report that they put out, which tracks one-way tickets. And Kansas City was top 10 in the country on that list. And I think it's because of the affordability. We have jobs. And in the multifamily sector, Alone, we had positive year-over-year rent growth compared to last year, which only about four markets did.
1: Yeah, I gotta stop you there. That U-Haul study—I've—I've actually—you told me that last week. I've actually somehow worked that into a conversation by this point. Yeah,
0: Um, it's cool when I'm
1: talking to people about remote work or people moving here. So mention that again because I think that's really interesting for those listening about U-Haul numbers coming to Kansas City.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's one thing that we're tracking all the time, right, is understanding the population growth trends, the job trends and uh, the vacancy rates. And U-Haul, obviously, if you're packing up your stuff and and you're looking to move, you know, you don't want to have to buy a a two way ticket because you're not going to take it back to where you're coming from. So you buy a one way ticket into a new market (laughs) and drop that U-Haul off here in Kansas City. And they did a big study last year across all of their major metros in Kansas city was I think third or fourth on that list out of, out of 10, that the top 10 in the, in the United States, which is uh, very uh, positive. And, you know, frankly, it's very encouraging for, our city right now. And there's a lot of reasons why. It's
1: very surprising and very interesting. And I love it. I love to hear it. Logan Freeman is our guest, FTW Got about four minutes left in our third segment of the show today. I appreciate you joining us and always on the Grill Nation show. You mentioned people from other cities that are that are working yes. with you guys uh, because they see Kansas City as such a great investment city. I think that's fascinating. How do these people find you and how do they how do they connect with you from like you know, let's say somebody's living in, in Massachusetts or in California. I mean, yeah. they're finding us.
0: I think we'll start here is, is the migration. And we, we touched on this a little bit, but one of my favorite quotes from Wayne Gretzky basically says skate to where the puck is going, not where it <laughs> has been. Right. And yeah. commercial real estate investing, what sets the great investors apart from the run of the mill investors is the ability to anticipate where that puck is going and not where it has been. And right now, Everything seems to be trending towards the heartland as where the action is going to be very soon. And so we've seen a mass migration occurring right now away from the coast, not only from them physically moving, but their interest levels from an investor's dollar standpoint. And, um, and that turns to, to, to three things, I think is worker migration, tech migration, investor and venture capital migration. And I'm happy to t- touch on all of those, but the way that people find us. Says Kansas City keeps landing on all these great lists, you know, Wallet Hub, uh, all of these different lists, CoStar reports, multi housing news, all of these things as a strong market to invest in. And so I have positioned or we have positioned ourselves in the in the market here in Kansas City as one of the leaders to help people invest here. And so you touched on a great point. I mean, 90 percent of our investors uh, do not live in Kansas City. They live in what I call money states, but not Deal states and Kansas City is by far and large a deal state. There's a lot of capital in in Kansas City as well. However, it's starting to gain a lot of attention from out of state investors and they find us through things like this, Jason, listening to podcasts, going to the website, all of the different webinars that we're doing on a regular basis. LinkedIn, all of those different things. So um, you know, search engine optimization obviously is a very important thing for us in our business.
1: Well, I'm just happy I know you, man, because when I do have enough money to invest, you know, real estate, you know, I, I've realized so many people, you know, work at a nine to five or are successful owners or have jobs of all different types. Somehow I always talk to them and they somehow have a rental apartment or work in the multifamily yep. world. It's pretty crazy to me. But I'm seeing more and more of that. So what do you see before we go to break here? we got a minute left. What do you kind of, um, you know, is remote work going to affect this at all as far as commercial and office space?
0: Yeah, I think it's going to have an impact for sure. I think the bigger question is which trends were already happening pre-COVID and which ones are new and maybe a little bit more transient. And so uh, I think from the office perspective, uh, office, they're definitely going to have to to look at a hybrid Model meaning. I, I think that there are going to have to get people are going to work from home. and California investors, that is definitely happening there. Uh, however, in more kind of collab type of scenarios where it's not software engineering uh, all the time, that collaboration piece I think is very important. So I think you know the office sector is definitely going to stay flat. Rents are not going to increase. But I think we're going to see a hybrid model. I have plenty of friends who invest only in office, and they've been making some pretty strong cases for why they believe the Midwest office market, uh, Overland Park in particular, is going to hold up very, very well. But I, I definitely think that it's going to have an impact. I'm definitely not an expert in the office sector. However, the remote work piece of this is definitely impacting people Um, by, by far and large. And, you know, we, we're watching everything that's happening, but I think that we're trying to delineate between which trends were happening pre COVID and which ones are new and more transient. I think people will go back to the offices, especially, uh, here in Kansas City, maybe not so much in the, in the coast.
1: Great point. We'll be right back after the break with more of the Grill Nation show with Jason Grill. Thanks for joining us today. Welcome back to the Grill Nation Show. I am your host, Jason Grill. Thanks for joining us today on 980 a.m. or on podcast or on social media. You connect with me on social media at Jason Grill. Welcome back, Logan Freeman, FTW Investments. He is our guest today, FTWInvestmentsLLC.com. We save our best questions for last year on the Grill Nation Show. We've learned a lot about commercial real estate investing. Uh, We're going to learn more about it in the upcoming months, but Logan, um, what is your proudest moment as a business co-founder or leader? Uh, I know, I know you're starting out in this new company, but is there something you can point back to uh, over the last year or two that
0: you're proud of? Absolutely, and I like to think that this probably my proudest moment hasn't happened yet. But I have to say, you know, employing people and working towards a common goal has has been my proudest moment over the last couple of years. I think that uh, you know when you set out as an entrepreneur. You you know, you don't think about, you know, having a big staff and and employing people. But I think the pandemic has allowed me to see how valuable that is. And uh, for me, it's definitely employing people, working towards that same common goal and really kind of creating those team aspects that uh, I had while we were playing football and and working towards trying to win a championship.
1: I love it. Logan Freeman, um, what's one word to describe you and one word to describe FTW?
0: Okay, so I'll start with FTW. FTW is our last names Freeman, Tuck and Webb. However, it also stands for for the win. We're extremely competitive guys and if you look at the uh the letters in FTW, if you look at them backwards, we had we couldn't put WTF Investments. So, uh they had to stay as FTW. But uh we're very competitive. I think that uh, for the win is a great grade to to describe our company. And I have coined uh, a new term. And uh, if anybody followed Tim Grover, he's the guy that coached and trained Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant and Dwayne Wade uh, when they were at the top of their career. He wrote a book called Relentless, which he dubbed uh, Coolers, Cleaners, and Closers. And uh, I wanted to take it kind of one step uh, forward and uh, one step above. And so that's compressor. And compressor is... Uh, like everything in my life, is an acronym, which means uh, somebody who's a compressor, they show up confident, they're omnipresent, they have magnitude and multitude, they're positive, patient, and present, they have resiliency, they're excellent, they're strong, stoic, original, and results-oriented. Lots to unpack there, but uh, I love the word compressor.
1: I love it too. Compressor, we got you down for compressor. Logan Freeman, um, best advice you've ever received in life, um, whether it's uh, in your business life, your career, your professional life, or your personal life, uh, maybe that's propelled you and helped you along
0: your journey. I would say be quick, but don't hurry. Meaning you got to be patient with results, but impatient with actions. And more recently, it has definitely uh, played true out in my own business, in my own life, but trading your expectations for appreciation, so uh, that's been the best advice. Just overarching theme to try to implement on a regular basis. I
1: like that. I've not heard that before. Pretty good advice.
0: I'm trying to bring some original thoughts here for sure. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, you know, you've you've done a lot in your career and on the on the, on the sports field, of course. Uh, what is uh, some of the uh, biggest accomplishments? Maybe uh, one in your uh, in your professional life and, and two in your personal life. And let's focus on uh, commercial real estate business as far as professional and then personal yeah. take from there.
0: Yeah, so I mean professionally providing affordable housing uh, to folks that are needing that, right? We have an affordable housing crisis in the United States. So taking derelict buildings, renovating them into safe uh, places and affordable places for people to live is a huge accomplishment. Uh, helping out and, and doing our part to end homelessness in Kansas City, so we sit on the board of directors at a nonprofit here called Restart. Uh, and then, you know, obviously during COVID, a lot of people saw their incomes either dwindle or you know go away uh, completely. And uh, being able to send out quarterly distributions checks on a regular basis to our investors because of a decision that we made in uh, the way that we have managed these properties to our investors, even through COVID, has been the biggest accomplishment. Personally, it has to be marrying my wife and secondly, you know, having the two beautiful children uh, that I do for sure.
1: Yeah, you've got one of them behind you, I think.
0: Yes. In, yeah. in a
1: video, if you're watching, we, we have a we have a great background here for Logan.
0: Absolutely. A, lot books,
1: a lot of books. Looks very smart and you got family photos, which I, I definitely appreciate. <laughs> Logan Freeman, FTWinvestmentsllc.com is with us today on the Grill Nation show here on 980 AM. Or on podcasts or at grillnationshow.com where you can find all of our old shows um, and uh, connect with any of our guests there. Logan, um, what, you've, you've talked about some failures at, at some points during the show in the beginning, uh, whether that be losing a job or having to transition. Yeah. Uh, what did they teach you in life and how did they change you?
0: You know, I think that uh, I'm still learning from them, but being open to everything and attached to nothing. It has been an incredible learning for me. and uh, you know when you have something like your job, like your your health or something like that, and uh, you're attached to it, you're not really open to every other possibility going on. So trying to be open to everything attached to nothing is is one lesson and the second being that sometimes a, a, a you know perceived breakdown can actually be a breakthrough in disguise. And uh, on the other side of that, can be some really great growth and opportunities. You know,
1: that's a great point. I don't know if people think about that as much. You know, you're always devastated when something happens like a failure, but you do grow out of that. And it sometimes open doors that you never really knew you could open.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: I love that. Logan, if they made a movie about you or FTW Investments, who would play you in the movie?
0: You know, I would play myself, but then it'd be a terrible movie because I can't act. Uh, but one, <laughs> one actor that I do um, like to learn about and, and respect is Matthew McConaughey. And, uh, you know, he just came out with his book that I'm, I'm diving into right now. And, and so if I had to pick somebody, it would be it'd be Matthew. We don't look anything alike, but I think he'd do a great job.
1: Yeah, that would uh, that would be interesting to see that. Uh, yeah. what, uh, what do you think of his book so far? Greenlight. It's great,
0: man. He's a very insightful guy. Uh, he focuses on his family a lot, which I, which I love. He has strong principles, which, you know, he has lines in the sand and, and if they don't, uh, you know, if they if something tries to cross those lines, he, he says no. And I really respect that. Uh, and I respect that a lot in, in him. And I respect that a lot in my business partners as well. Being able to say no opens the door to say yes to what really matters. That's awesome.
1: Okay. So we got about a minute left. Uh, how do people connect with you? How can they learn more?
0: Well, we've put together uh, a great landing page for folks to go reach out that are listening. Uh, It kind of breaks down a lot of what we've talked about today at a high level. We put a passive investing roadmap together. You can go download that roadmap on our website, ftwinvestmentsllc.com forward slash grill nation. And there's a simple form there that will redirect you to uh, a downloadable passive investing guide that will help you Understand what we're doing on a regular basis,
1: and I think too, just you know, go into the website FTW dot com. There's a lot of information, like you said. Yeah. Um, you know, you can connect with me here in the Grill Nation show. I can connect you to Logan, whether that's on LinkedIn or whoever you want to do it. But I think for our listeners, I think Logan's a great resource. I'd love to learn more too. I'm trying to learn more about all this and see where I could fit in. And and uh, it's always something in life that you just want to continue to learn and. Uh, you know, listening today, I learned a lot and I really appreciate you coming on the Grill Nation show today. Again, Logan Freeman, FTW Investments. The website is ftwinvestmentsllc.com. Logan, thanks for your time today on the Grill Nation show.
0: Thanks for having me, Jason.
1: Thanks to all the listeners for joining us on the Grill Nation show. We really appreciate it. Keep sharing the stories out there and uh, I hope everyone has a great week. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.